Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham on this Thursday. Got to make sure uh, we talk about all of our sponsors and our people that make this show happen because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show on our Twitter timeline as Brandon was ready for it this morning. Also on our Instagram story as well. Follow us on TikTok too for Titans practice videos there. I uh, got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us and they help out you guys. They are Wilson County Hyundai to make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans uh, with better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Quick shout out to Farm Bureau Health Plans, who I saw on uh, their Instagram last night that they were a part of the Tennessee and High School Sports Awards. So props to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Great people, right? Uh, who are also giving back to the community as a sponsor of the High School Sports Awards across the state. So I, I did see that last night, so I did want to give a shout out to our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Lucas says, thank you, sponsors. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, sponsors. Uh, Jason asks, is Jack on Twitter? I couldn't find him. Jack, plug yourself. Where are I you on Twitter? I am most definitely on Twitter, probably too often. Mm. But you can find me at Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Go give me a follow. Absolutely. That's a little plug. Yeah, there you go. There you we'll go. So, yesterday, Cooper Cup gets seventy-five million dollars guaranteed from the Rams over the next three years. We've talked a lot about the ninety million dollars that Aaron Donald got earlier in the week. Then, you know, they signed Allen Robinson, who was probably the best free agent wide receiver, and he got over thirty million dollars uh, guaranteed earlier this offseason too. On top of the Matthew Stafford deal that they signed him to, on top of paying Jalen Ramsey. 70 plus guaranteed million dollars. How in the hell are the Rams doing all this, right? Andrew says in a few years, the Rams are going to be cutting players. Uh, then you see uh, uh, Derek says, but how? Uh, then you see salary cap only affects the Titans <laughs> laughing emoji from Ken. Uh, Joseph says the Titans will forever be a middle of the pack team. And Burn says, go watch the Pat McAfee show about the salary cap explains it all. Well, Burn, we're actually going to play an excerpt of that Pat McAfee show uh, to explain all of this in what is going on with the LA Rams. So we'll go play Andrew Brandt from the Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee show yesterday. But first let's hear from Tom Pelissero on this morning on NFL network talking. I think there's these two videos we're going to play are really complimentary of one another because Pelissero lays it out very simply, and then Andrew Brandt on Pat McAfee yesterday gave us a, a whole, a hard example of what the Rams are doing. So here is Tom Pelissero this morning on NFL Network. The fundamentals of the cap, Kyle, are that every dollar you spend hits the cap eventually. What teams can do 
is use signing bonuses, which are prorated. They are counted over the lifetime of the contract, at least up to five years, to be able to push some of those dollars into future years' salary caps. So what the Rams' history has been is with their young stars, they are willing, unlike some other teams, to do deals early with two years remaining. The thing with doing that is you need to be right. Go back several years. The Rams did it with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was a monster centerpiece in their offense, but he had a bad knee. Things deteriorated. He wasn't the same. They were still paying him when he played in 2020 with the Atlanta Falcons. With Jared Goff, they were stuck with this huge guaranteed money at a time that Sean McVay and company knew they wanted to move on at quarterback. And they had to, in essence, incentivize the Lions to take that big contract because salary cap-wise, they would not have been able to acquire Matthew Stafford with Jared Goff still on the books. So is the salary cap real? Yes, but with the way that revenue is growing, which in turn means that the salary cap, COVID, barring COVID or another that type of situation, continues to grow, teams have become more willing to push those cap hits into the future, spend cash over cap now. Oh, Jack, the most important um, words that you saw or heard from Pelissero there were cash over cap, right? Cash over cap. So, yeah, and John says, oh, the generic background music from uh, Good Morning Football. Look, you got to do what you got to do there. So, uh, Danny says the salary cap is a myth. And Brandon says the L.A. marketing brand is bigger than Nashville. That's why. No, that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> right now uh, when, it, when it's that. So, now let's hear from Andrew Brandt on a specific example of what the Rams are doing with cash over cap. But here's what happens. Let's take the Matthew Stafford contract, AJ. $60 million bonus this year. Repeat, $60 million bonus this year, five-year deal. So cap charge over five years 12. is 12 million a year. Okay, salary is 1.5. So 60 million bonus, 1.5 salary in 2022, right? Question. 13.5. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You got that. Here's the second question. Pretty good, you? What is the Matthew Stafford cash number for 2022? 1.5. 61.5. 60 because he got the signing bonus plus the 1.5. That's all I okay. <laughs> Andrew, is that because the owner has the cash to write that check? Exactly. Now. What is the cash over cap number for just one player, Matthew Stafford, in 2022? Well, you do 61 and a half minus 13 and a half. Correct. Thank you. So that's what? 48. Beautiful. $48 million. So let's just let's just be clear on Pretty this. Good. Stan Kroenke has just paid Matthew Stafford $48 million cash over cap. One player. On a team of 60-something players, one player has a cash-over-cap figure of $48 million. Pretty impressive, right? That's a big difference. So Matthew Stafford's cap hit of $13.5 million, but he's got $61.5 million in his pocket from a $60 million signing bonus, right? Isn't that insane that the Rams are doing this? So, Jack, I, I will go ahead and let you respond because I, you know, I've been working on this throughout the morning. You kind of came into this show blind. So I'll let you go ahead and react to the two videos that we just saw cash over cap. 
Yeah, I don't know how the people in the chat feel, but I feel like every time I I, I feel like I understand the salary cap, <laughs> something new pops up to where I'm just like, okay, I got to start over again. Yeah. Um, cash over cap is an interesting concept. No cap. No cap about that. Um, but yeah, it, I guess it does make some jobs, some general manager jobs easier than others, right? If you have yeah. an owner who's got the dough, then you can go out and roll it out to whoever you want and not worry really about the salary cap hits you have coming up down the road. Like the Titans, we look at their salary cap. Uh, so some of the some of the players that cost, you know, that come with the biggest salary cap hit this year, they, I think they've got about four or five guys in the eight-figure department where they're making at least $10 million. Now next year, that number goes, looks like, to about 10 players. It doubles in size. Mm -hmm. So they've got to worry about that not only next year, but this year, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to work around it as well. So the Rams, it's not all, you, you know, peaches and roses, right? It's not all roses and rainbows, whatever the saying is. Well, because Pelissero mentioned, too, that they were wrong twice with Gurley yeah. and golf, right? So they had to pay for that, literally, with cash. Exactly. So when it's working, it works. But when there's a player like Gurley who has degenerative knees and can't last long, or like Goff, who you kind of know what you have after a few years, and he's not the answer, then you, you kind of pigeonhole yourself there. So it, it's an interesting concept, and the Titans obviously don't seem like they're playing that type of salary cap game. They're sticking to the number, and, and that's just about it. And I, I, you know, I couldn't tell you the difference between Stan Kroenke and Amy Adams Shrunk and what they have to – to, to, well, to roll out to the players. Obviously, well, Stan Kroenke's got a little I, bit more. I've got it. So, okay. I've got it. Well, let's hear it. So, that's the main thing, is that the Rams, Stan Kroenke, has way more cash than most NFL owners, right? So, when you're talking about that, it's not the fact that they have the most cash, but it's also that Stan Kroenke is willing to dive into his own pockets to spend this cash on these players to get an on-field result that will generate more revenue. And I, I want to state this up front because I believe this is true. Amy Adams Strunk has done a great job investing back into the franchise. She's only been in charge of this franchise, I think since like mid 2015. So right, six, seven years, maybe not even seven full years. And so what has she done? She's redone the weight room. <clears throat> she has... Uh, built a brand new facility, basically on the on the wing of St. Thomas Sports Park. She has been to the playoffs several times. She has paid players big contracts. She has restructured deals to get players cash now to help the football team. So Amy Adams Strunk is doing her part. She is. This is not a lack or or not being willing to drop cash on this franchise. It's just how much cash do you have. And that's the big deal here as I try to scroll uh, to find exactly the Stan Kroenke number. And so uh, if I see this, I scrolled. God, this is Pro Football Network is just being annoying as hell by not just showing me the whole article. I have to click, continue clicking, read more, read more, read more. So I'm scrolling to the number one. So uh, right now, uh, the richest owner in the NFL is. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks at $20.3 billion net worth. So that is jo Jody and Paul Allen uh, are the considered the richest owners in the NFL. And Paul Allen passed away in 2018. 
but he co-founded Microsoft with Bill Gates, right? So you still couldn't keep Russell Wilson in Seattle. Well, that was a different situation, uh, <laughs> right? So, but again, just because you're the richest owner doesn't mean that you're going to be successful, right? Because you have to be willing to invest. Number two richest owner in the NFL is David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers, whose net worth is $15.8 billion. So the Carolina Panthers blow. <laughs> so number three, the Hunt family at 15.3. We see what the Chiefs are doing. And number four, Stan Kroenke of the LA Rams, 10.7 billion. You have to go all the way to 25 is where you find Amy Adams Strunk at 1.3 billion. Wow. So Stan Kroenke is almost 10 times more wealthy than Amy Adams Strunk and her family. So he has the ability to throw more cash. He has the ability to, to give Matthew Stafford $60 million in a bonus right now to make his cap hit only $13.5 million. So again, that's the luxury of being Stan Kroenke. Basically, Stan Kroenke and the LA Rams are New York Yankees of the major league of, of the NFL, right? And I don't think the Titans are the Oakland A's money balling this thing oh, to death. Oh, I don't no, they're not doing that. They're way better than that. But the LA Rams, the LA Dodgers, the New York Yankees, or however you want to look at it, and they've been able to be successful with that because they're hitting on players more than they're missing on these players with big contracts. Yeah, the Oakland A's actually had they, they couldn't even afford a national anthem singer over the weekend. They brought out some girl to play on a saw. It was bizarre. If you haven't seen that video, go look it up on Twitter. You'll find it. Uh, but it's not a foolproof system, like you mentioned. You, you know, Seattle's going to be really bad this year, probably picking in the top five of next year's draft. Carolina, uh, Sam Darnold's not working there. They really don't have any big named guys up there that that are costing. You know, this, well, and David Tepper just bought the money. team. David Tepper bought the team in 2018, right? So he's only three seasons into this thing. So maybe he's working on that plan long-term. Then just to round out, because I'm getting questions, of, you know, where's Shad Khan? So I mentioned Stan Kroenke's four. Jerry Jones of the Cowboys is five. Then you got Shad Khan of the, of the Jags is eight. Robert Kraft, seven. Stephen Ross of Miami is eight. Arthur Blank, Falcons, nine. And the, uh, the Johnsons, uh, Woody and Christopher Johnson with the Jets are 10. So that's your 10 highest or most wealthy um, uh, franchises there too. And so that doesn't automatically mean winning, but I think we're, we're really seeing the Rams take advantage of their owner's deep pockets and their owner's willingness to hand out cash over cap, right? Cash over cap is the important deal here. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, when – you are trading for guys like Jalen Ramsey and you're sacrificing draft picks. Uh, you know, money is not necessarily everything because these guys that you are paying, they do get older, right? Time is uh, father time is undefeated. So we'll talk about just how long this can last here in a minute, but it, it's certainly an advantage. And the Yankees comparison is good, but also, you know, the Yankees haven't won a world series since 09. The Dodgers sure. had, a, had a tough stretch, right? The Rays who, who, you, you know, spend probably $115 million less than the highest uh, payroll in the MLB. They are consistently competitive. I mean, they're a World Series co contender just about every season. So it, it's not like it can't be done if you don't have the money to shell out, you know, when you're going cash over cap. But also, it's not a guarantee that you're successful 
just because you have a wealthy owner, a, a ten billion an owner that's worth ten billion dollars, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be competitive, right? It all has to kind of mesh together. There's all the stars in the galaxy have to align. But yes, you're right. There is certainly an advantage to having an owner with that amount of money to to avoid the cap hits and stay under that allotted cap number the NFL has for each team. Sure. Keelan uh, and Severals, I've mentioned that uh, the Walmart family did just buy the Broncos, right? And so that's a big deal. So the Broncos will go from 29th with the Bolin family to probably near the top 10 when it comes to owners. People were asking who is last. The Green Bay Packers, which is a completely different um, <laughs> situation. They are one of the wealthiest teams in the NFL because of their ownership, but they don't really fit in this conversation. But Mark Davis of the LA Raiders is the least rich owner at 500 million net worth. Then you have Mike Brown of the Bengals, the Bowen family. I mentioned Art Rooney, the Steelers and the Chicago bears with the McCaskies there too. So again, that doesn't automatically mean you suck, right? Because you can still do things. It's just how you have the ability to manipulate the game and the Rams are doing it differently than anyone else had dared to try uh, up until right now. So A to Z sports here live on this Thursday. Uh, we'll replay uh, those videos as well here in a second. And we'll ask this question to you guys. Is the Rams contract spending strategy of cash over cap, is it sustainable or will it tank them down the road? Will it tank them down the road or can they sustain this uh, and what they're doing here? So we'll talk about that here in a second. Get your guys' opinions on it overall. But let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, and I, Jack, I think I'm going to have to call the Bone and Joint Institute. Oh, no. Uh, I've got a little plantar fasciitis, oh. uh, plantar fascia deal with my right foot mm. where I, can, I can't really do much of anything laterally. Um, so I, I'm going to have to probably call the Bone and Joint Institute, which is great because I, I, I trust them to help me get it right through rehab or, or whatever I need to do. But if you get hurt in life, like I have recently, boneandjointtn.org or go see them in Franklin, Nolensville, Brentwood, or Thompson Station, boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM. Make sure you have this app downloaded on your phone if you're into sports betting. Use promo code A to Z200. That's A T O Z200. We were just talking about the Yankees. Put a $10 money line wager down on any MLB team in action tonight. And if there's one home run hitting that game, doesn't have to be by the team you bet on, by the way. Just you just need one home run in that game that you bet on, and you'll turn that $10 into $200. New users, make sure you use this code, or else you can't cash in on the offer. A to Z 200 for a $10 money line wager turns into 10, excuse me, turns into $200 when a single home run is hitting that baseball game that you bet on. Don't miss out on this offer. Download the BetMGM app as soon as the show ends today. All right, the question is the Rams contract spending strategy of cash over cap. Is that sustainable or will it tank them down the road? I'm going to send Jack to the comment section, but let's hear Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network explain exactly what cash over cap is for those who might have missed it earlier in the show. The fundamentals of the cap, Kyle, are that every dollar you spend hits the cap eventually. What teams can do is use signing bonuses, which are prorated. They are counted over the lifetime of the contract, at least up to five years, to be able to push some of those dollars into future years' salary caps. So what the Rams' history has been is with their young stars, they are willing, unlike some other teams, to do deals early with two years remaining. 
The thing with doing that is you need to be right. Go back several years. The Rams did it with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was a monster centerpiece in their offense, but he had a bad knee. Things deteriorated. He wasn't the same. They were still paying him when he played in 2020 with the Atlanta Falcons. With Jared Goff, they were stuck with this huge guaranteed money at a time that Sean McVay and company knew they wanted to move on at quarterback. And they had to, in essence, incentivize the Lions to take that big contract because salary cap-wise, they would not have been able to acquire Matthew Stafford with Jared Goff still on the books. So is the salary cap real? Yes, but with the way that revenue is growing, which in turn means that the salary cap, COVID, barring COVID or another that type of situation, continues to grow, teams have become more willing to push those cap hits into the future, spend cash over cap now. So there's Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, cash over cap. And the great example that Andrew Brandt laid out, I'll just kind of go through it real quick, is that Matthew Stafford got a $60 million bonus this offseason, which is $60 million in his pocket right now. Pay within 21 days. That's how those bonuses work. Stan Kroenke was able to do that, diving into his pocketbook to give Stafford $60 million this year, which is spread out over five years, which means that's just a $12 million cap hit plus a base salary of $1.5 million. You have to have some type of base salary. So that is a $13.5 million cap hit for Matthew Stafford, the quarterback this year, when Matthew Stafford cash in pocket was $61.5 million this year, which is <laughs> absolutely absurd to think about. So Stan Kroenke able to spend the cash right now to spread the cap out. Is that sustainable or will it tank them down the road? Jack, what are you seeing from this comment section? Guy man believes that it will definitely take them or tank them down the road. Derek R says it's not sustainable. Scott says it's going to tank them. There, there's no doubt about it. It's not going to last forever. Um, it may tank it may tank them down the road, but they're doing what it takes to win now. If it's worth a Super Bowl, uh, it's hard to argue with that. Um, unsustainable says George. Let's see. Oh, let's keep going here. We've got some some clutter in the middle of these uh, i agree with the ram strategy i'll take one super bowl with a three to five rebuild and then go with this current strategy here's I, the I'm thing they're not forward. rebuilding well not yet but but give it a couple of years once donald and, and cup and all these guys get a little older i think it'll be interesting eventually they will stumble says bobby digman they did the same thing with girling golf and they were saddled with huge dead cap when the deals didn't work out nobody noticed though because the rams didn't just because the Rams didn't just win the Super Bowl. Right, but nobody noticed. So so hold on, go, put, put that comment back up there. <clears throat> so eventually they will stumble. They did the same thing with Gurley and Golf, and they were saddled with a huge depth cap and when the deals didn't work out. But it didn't matter because they just won the Super Bowl because they were willing, they were able to get somebody to take Jared Goff, right? So that was the big deal in all this is they unloaded the Jared Goff bad contract. They were able to get rid of Todd Gurley and replace them because we've talked about the Rams and how they've traded away all these first round draft picks, but they've been really, really good after the first round. Like, even though they haven't picked the first round, Cooper Cup was like a third round pick, right? Cam Akers, the running back, was a second round pick. They've got a lot of good, def- like, uh, their a lot of their defense was second day or day three draft picks mm-hmm. who are playing at a high level. So they were missing out on first round picks because they're getting proven guys like Jalen Ramsey, like Matthew Stafford, like uh, uh, all these guys that they've traded for. But 
it's okay because they're drafting well in the back end too. But Austin, the question is, is that sustainable? I think when when you're making the case for the Rams' future, you have to consider, yeah, sure, they, they've had some big hits in the middle rounds of, of the NFL draft in the last few years. But Titans fans know just as well as anybody else out there, you can't hit on dudes in the middle of the draft every single year. That's impossible. The draft, while you can do you know, an exponential amount of research on certain players and think you know everything about those guys, there's no guarantee that a player that succeeded in college is going to be that same type of guy at the NFL level. It just doesn't work that way. There's nothing that's guaranteed in the NFL draft. There's no such thing as a guaranteed prospect. So for, for them to continue to hit in the middle rounds of the draft, I don't think that's sustainable. Sure, you can keep paying some of the guys, the known commodities in the NFL, the big money. You can, you can trade for guys like Jalen Ramsey, but that's going to cost you these top-end draft picks. So when you don't have the early draft picks and then the middle ones start to miss, then you're left with you know, a two-year window before you really have to tear it all down and build it back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a couple of comments that I saw there too. So Ken says, Akers can't stay healthy. Ken, Akers had an Achilles tear in the offseason and had a historically fast return from an Achilles tear and played in the Super Bowl. Like, he had an injury. He had one injury like, like Derrick Henry did. It's completely different. So you do not think it's sustainable. <clears throat> No, I don't think it's sustainable. It's great to have an owner who can spend that cash, but at the end of the day, you've got to have a core of draft picks who you can pay. We, we saw with the Bengals how important it is to have major players on rookie deals so you can bring in, you can spend that money in the offseason. you you got, you got to have rookies who, who can contribute at a high level on a low-dollar contract. So, all right, I, I, I think it is sustainable because of three things. Obviously, they have... Um, Stan Kroenke's money, right? And I think Bobby followed up and said that they were pinching pennies during the last, you know, 2019-2020. Yeah, so what he said. Well, they're pinching pennies while they were building a $5 million stadium. $5 billion stadium, excuse me, in SoFi Stadium. So, like, that that's, that's probably why they're pinching some pennies there is to get SoFi Stadium done. So, you've got that. Then, with Stan Kroenke's money, then you have Matthew Stafford. Right. You have to, you know, this is sustainable as long as you have a quarterback. Right. That's obvious. I, the other reason why I think it's sustainable is because they are gambling and betting on the salary cap to continue to explode. They're betting on new TV and streaming deals over the next several years to drive the salary cap up. So when they have Aaron Donald costing them $10 million of dead cap. In 2025, when Aaron Donald's been retired, it doesn't matter because the salary cap has risen enough for that chunk to not be as significant as it would be today, right? Because they're kicking that Matthew Stafford $12 million signing bonus proration five years down the road. So five years down the road, 12 million bucks against the cap dead money is not what 12 million bucks dead cap against the money is right now. Exactly. That's why I do think it's sustainable as long as Kroenke is willing to spin, which there's no reason why he's going to change his mind because it's working. And then as long as they have Matthew Stafford uh, as their quarterback, right? Yeah, I agree. And Ethan Ramsey makes a comment here that I disagree with. The Rams have a Super Bowl and the Bengals don't try another argument, Jack. 
we can't look at this thing with tunnel vision. There's not one right way of doing things, right? No, we, we, it, this isn't guaranteed that they're going to win another yeah. Super Bowl at all. Like they might not. Yeah. Like Jackie made the point of the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hadn't won. A, they won a World Series since 2009. I mean, there, there's teams with that don't spend a lot that can still be competitive because of the guys they have in the front office helping well, build the roster. Here's the thing: because the Yankees, when did they win all those all those World Series? Right, the late 90s and the early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. So, and then throughout the 2000s, throughout that decade, right? They were the first team doing this. Then what happened? Red Sox step up. Now they start spending boatloads of money, right? Dodgers now. Dodgers step up, right? So the Rams are the Yankees in the late 90s right now, that they are doing this first. Who else in the NFL, what other owners are going to look around and be like, hell, I can do this. Yeah. But they have to be willing to do it because here's here's what Kroenke's doing. He's taking money that could be considered his profit and taking it out of his pocket and putting it back in the franchise. There are three... He didn't have to do that. He, he doesn't have to do that. He could continue to profit that for his own self-benefit. You know, there are three different ways right now in the NFL that teams are trying to put together a Super Bowl-caliber roster. One is the Rams way, right? You, you, you sacrifice draft picks for known commodities who can come in, come in and contribute now with your future kind of up in the air, right? That's one way. Another way, we saw it with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You go out and you find a veteran quarterback. You bring him in rather than rolling the dice in the, in the draft. We've seen that employed over the last few years. The Colts tried it with Wentz. We, we now see the Broncos trying it with Russell Wilson. That seems to be a trend because of the, the Buccaneer, how much success the Buccaneers had when they won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. The other way is the Bengals model. You draft talent. You draft key players. And by not having to pay them a lot of money while they're still on their rookie deal, you can build around that core. So there's three different ways, none of, none of which are guaranteed, by the way. But when you win the Super Bowl, when you make the Super Bowl like the Bengals, who came so close to winning the Super Bowl last year, then teams will look – NFL teams at the copycat league. You Go look over, at what's working, and you try and employ that model with your guys. Reiterate the Patriots way again. Just go through what you said about the Patriots. Well, I didn't say anything about the Patriots. I said the Rams. I said the Rams. <laughs> The, the the veteran quarterbacks and then the Bengals way. Veteran quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I misunderstood that veteran quarterback. You just, did you mention Tom Brady? Tom Brady with the Bucks. Russell Wilson now with the Broncos. The Colts here's, tried it with Wentz now with Ryan, although neither of them are elite. Here's the difference in Tom Brady is that Tom Brady is never going to happen again from a cap and contract aspect because now quarterbacks are not going to go the Tom Brady route because – other quarterbacks don't have Giselle Bunchen making $50 million a year uh, as like a semi-retired model. Like that's just, that's not how it's going to work. And so Tom Brady is an outlier in how his cap hit is so tiny and his cash over cap is also not $48 million like Matthew Stafford's is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Steven brings up Denver and where's Denver with a new owner. Like they're going to be much higher, right? So, who are these teams that might have the ability to start playing the cash over cap game like the Rams and, and be successful with it, right? Like, is it the Denver Broncos or the new owner? I mean, I would think the Seattle Seahawks have that potential, but do they have that? Are they willing to do that? Are they willing to take that profit out of their pocket and put it back into the franchise? They have, they've been very wealthy for a long time and haven't done it. Is David Tepper in Carolina going to start his plan to do this now, now that he's owned the team for three years. The Titans 
the Titans are not going to be able to do this. And this is where I want to reiterate my point about the stadium. The Titans are going to build a new stadium reportedly. Amy Adams Strunk reportedly is willing to liquidate a lot of their assets to raise $700 million to put into that new stadium. Now, I've already mentioned one of the the least rich owner in the NFL is Mark Davis of the Las Vegas Raiders. They had to do the same type of thing by relocating. A relocating fee of a lot of money, $500 million, that Mark Davis had to sacrifice Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack to be able to move to Las Vegas to eventually make more money. Now, the new stadium will make the Titans more money, will make the city more money, and all that down the road. But how will that impact the football cash? Because if you're liquidating all these assets, hopefully that doesn't force you to touch football cash. But where is the Titans football cash going to be at while building a new stadium that is guaranteed to go over budget because nothing ever, ever, ever comes under budget? I'm glad you asked this question because the Titans roster in four or five years will look totally different than it does now, obviously. And when you factor in that they have a new stadium being built and they may have to you know, pull back on some of the offseason spending and, and some of these big contract players, you look at the guys they have now. Derrick Henry will be 32, 33 years old. Who knows where he'll be um, with his, you know, not just with his, his body, but yeah. in the NFL. Maybe he moves on. I don't know. But there's a lot of guys like Lawan, Tannehill, all these guys will probably be gone by the time the new stadium pops up. So will the Titans, you know, turn to the draft and these younger players and these older vets that don't don't cost as much while the stadium's being built? That's a problem for down the road, and, and that's going to be uh, an issue that I'm sure there will be many many of, of radio talk shows, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have plenty of A to Z morning shows in a couple of years on the on the topic. Sure, but. Right now, it's you have to look at the Rams, and you, you kind of got to look in the mirror too, because how 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 are we not doing what the Rams doing? Well, first, you're right; it's what it's about the owner, but but second of all, it's you you can still spend a lot of that money, and I, I don't know where Amy Adams Trunk stands on this whole thing. That's probably the biggest question mark, the biggest variable uh, of where the Titans are in terms of playing the Rams salary cap game. Well, it's what they can and can't do, right? Because what did I say? Amy Adams Trunk comes in at number 25 on the list of wealthy owners. But uh, also, what is – is uh, if, if I was an owner and I had the money to do it, and I'm, I'm not saying that Amy Adams Trunk doesn't, but I, w- I, w- I wonder what a Super Bowl would cost. Like, how much are you willing to spend for a Super Bowl? And what's right. the what's the return, right? What's the ROI on a Super Bowl? That's a good question. But but for me, I, I, the Titans have never won it. The city of Nashville has never seen a title, really, uh, that I know of. Uh, Nashville SC could be the next one to do it. The Preds have come up short. The Titans have come up short, one yard short. Um, and here's the thing, too. Like, in, like I I think because Mark says uh, Mark says he trusts t- Amy uh, the Titans. Amy obviously uh, is committed to 100 percent to the Titans and will spend the money. Not just she's been cronky money she, though. Yeah, but she's been spending the money, right? Because when she took over, like I said, new weight room. New weight room and Jarrell Casey contract. Like we were to the media in 2016 was touring the new weight room as Jarrell Casey's $60 million contract hit the hit the uh the news cycle. So that happened. Now she's putting I don't know how many millions 
into the new facility wing over there. And if you haven't seen it, drive by it. It looks completely different. Uh, the Titans facility does. And so that's her money that she's putting into it. She's renovated the stadium, new seats. That sounds like nothing, but replacing 70,000 seats is probably pretty expensive. And going through all the other replacements and upgrades that they've done, she's spending the money to invest in the franchise off the field, and she's doing it on the field. The reason why Ryan Tannehill's dead cap money is $57 million is because they restructured his contract last year, which means that Ryan Tannehill got like $20 million of signing bonus last year. So Amy Adams Strunk paid him that last year. They did the same thing with Kevin Byard, paying him that money. So they've been showing that they've been willing to do it. It's just what the Rams are doing is on a completely different level. Last year was the year for the Titans to capitalize on some of that, right? Because you could bring in guys like Bud Dupree, who, uh, you know, he had three sacks, but he's disruptive. And Julio Jones, who just wasn't worth the money. Um, so, so the Titans tried to do what the Rams did last season. Now the cap hits get pushed to this year, and they're kind of stuck. Tom brings up an interesting point. They need to stop being passive and manipulate the cap as much as you can to get the best Because I do want to bring up Tom's first comment. He said that we're having the wrong conversation because the Titans need to be proactive, right? And that's what is manipulate the, the cap as much as you can to get the best players and being passive and pay early, right? Because that's what Pelissero said the Rams are doing. They're willing to pay their guys with two years left on their deal instead of one year left on their deal. I agree with what Tom's really kind of saying here, that when you have a core capable of making a run in the playoffs, you got to spend that extra money. You got to pull a little out of your pockets to go and get the the last few pieces that the Titans need to make that Super Bowl run. And I think Amy Adams Strunk and the Titans and John Robinson did that last year. They tried it, right? They went out and got Bud Dupree. They got Julio Jones. Um, the tight end position was kind of where they sacrificed there. But you you, you mentioned they, they paid out of their pockets. To, to get Ryan Tannehill and Kevin Byard uh, their cap hit down. So while they tried it last year, you can't continue to try it year after year after year and it not work because you don't you, – Amy Adams Shunk isn't Stan Kroenke. Just because – it worked for the Titans for a little while. They were the number one seed in the regular season without some of those guys. So it, it, it's really a, an interesting conversation to have. I don't know if there's one way of explaining it or there's one right answer to what the Titans should do. And Amy Adams Strunk should do right now with the roster that they have and the cap hits that they have on the books for this year. But uh, I, I think they tried to do it last year and just injuries got in the way and stuff didn't work out. The stars didn't align. Uh, let's see. Marcus says LA is doing this because no one in LA cared and the Rams coming there and they're trying to get a following there. That's true, right? That's what I talked about the ROI for winning a Super Bowl. It's probably pretty large when it comes to. Um, uh, the LA market. So Bobby asks, how does restructuring into a signing bonus versus signing extension versus, versus doing this in a new contract, same or different. I'll explain that to the best of my abilities here in a second uh, with Bobby's question there. We'll continue this conversation about what the Rams are doing and why the Titans simply can't play that game. Or real quick, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can get better coverage, better rates, better service uh, with your health coverage at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Speaking of the community that we we're talking about, Amy Adams Strunk, she does great things for the community. So does Farm Bureau Health Plans. They were just helping out in the high school sports awards last night. 
Uh, I saw that in the, in Nashville last night. So Farm Bureau Health Plans loves investing in the community as well. But you can also get a better rate and better coverage on your health coverage uh, by going to fbhp.com slash ATOZ, 200 plus locations across the state. So it's easy to access them. You can also do this all over phone, over Zoom. We well, don't have to leave your house. Zach saved 20% on his health coverage every month. Jack jumped in on part of the team uh, earlier this year in 2022 with Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can too. Once again, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. You know what's almost as good as 200 locations for FBHP? What's that? 200 free dollars in your BetMGM account. You can do that. New users, sign up with code A to Z200. Put a $10 money line wager down on any MLB team in action tonight. And if there is one single home run hit in that game, your $10 turns into $200 immediately. $200 free dollars. They're handing this out. In today's era in MLB, it's walk strikeouts and bombs. There's going to be a home run hit in the game you bet on. I can promise you that. So $10 turns into $200. Remember, new users, use our promo code. ATOZ200. Once you download the BetMGM app, ATOZ200, $10 money line wager turns into $200 with one swing of the bat tonight. Yep. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 or older Tennessee. Only new customer offer all promotions, subject to qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable free bets, site credit, free bets expire in seven days. For problem game with support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. So, talking here about the cash over cap uh, strategy that the Rams have been playing with the salary cap game. And so Bobby asked, how does restructuring into a signing bonus versus signing an extension versus doing this on a new contract, the same and different. It's basically the same because whenever you either restructure or sign an extension or sign a new contract, there is a signing bonus involved. And that signing bonus is paid out to the player within 21 days of signing, typically. That's standard. So that means that cash, if they sign a $5 million signing bonus or a $60 million signing bonus like Matthew Stafford got, he the player gets that within 21 days. So then you prorate that signing bonus over a maximum of five years. So, for example, let's use Aaron Donald. Let's say Aaron Donald, for easy math's sake, gets a $30 million signing bonus. It's only a three-year ex- or a two-year extension, right? So he's got three years left on his contract for, for a, for a two-year extension. But that $30 million signing bonus is spread out over five years. So his remaining year, the two years of extension for a total of three, plus two more voided years to get that five years of proration. So now he's got... $6 million of cap hit spread out those five years. And you do that with an extension with a regular new deal or with a, with a restructure is that you move that into from one category of the contract to a net different category of the contract and prorate that thing out as long as you possibly want. To. Sure. But Aaron Donald's cap hit next year is also $38 million. Right. right? Beca- because he has, because in Aaron Donald's situation, he has other bonuses, like a roster bonus and some other stuff worked into that, like triggers. So, for example, maybe because Stan Kroenke just gave Matt Stafford, what, $60 million this year? Mm-hmm. $61.5 million? Maybe he's like, well, that kind of got me pretty tight here. Let's give Aaron Donald's big deal the following year, right? And so maybe he didn't get as much cash over cap this year. He'll get more cash over cap 
next year. Staggering the big spending is is the way to go. And George Woodard asked a question that I, I also find interesting. I wonder what, if anything, will be done about the salary cap in these games in the next CBA. Well, the CBA doesn't expire until 2030, but I think it's a fair question because if, well, teams, if the rich teams are just going to manipulate the hell out of the salary cap and dominate in the NFL – and we went over some teams who are, are 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 you know wealthy with their owners as well that suck. Yeah. But if teams are continue are going to continue to do this, doesn't the NFL and, and the new CBA kind of have to, you know, get you know get, rein everybody back in, bring everybody back down to earth, so sure you, you can put them on a, a similar at least because you'll you'll never be on an equal playing field in the NFL. Money wins, no doubt about it, ten times out of ten. But it, it it's an interesting question that George asks and. I, and I'm kind of wondering the same thing because how long can you let this work or, or let this run if it's the same teams year after year who are saying to hell with the draft, let me spend money because I have it, and other teams don't have it, so they have to draft and they can't spend the money. So it's two completely different ways of thinking. One is is probably a little bit more reliable than the other, and that's the spending the money on known commodities rather yeah. than going out and getting these players in the draft. So uh, here's a here's a. Um titans example of the voidable years and how the titans are using that right austin hooper signs a one-year six million dollar deal right so you think oh that's going to count six million dollars because it's just one year well the titans added two voidable years to spread out that signing bonus so austin hooper got uh his signing bonus was 4.9 million dollars his base salary is just over one million dollars so he was able to only have a cap hit of 2.7. in, But he got $6 million in his pocket because he's got those two voidable years. Let's say Austin Hooper balls out this year, right? And wants to test free agency. Well, he's gone. Let's say he goes to a different team. The Titans, he still counts the Titans $1.65 million. Um, in, well, he actually cost the Titans $3.3 million on the cap hit next year, even if he's somewhere else which is really? more than he counts this year. So again, that's just an example there. You bring up the, the uh, CBA. Why is the salary cap a, a thing in the NFL? It's because the owners want it. Because the owners use the salary cap to save them money in the long haul. Because if there was no salary cap, then now it's bidding wars like Major League Baseball, and they're having to continue to go deeper and deeper into their pockets. So the owners want there to be a salary cap. Because then you obviously you have because the end of the day it's profit business, right? Like but isn't, NFL, it, isn't it just drawing a, a line in the sand essentially because teams are going to man, manipulate their way around it? But again, what's the people own businesses to make money, right? In the NFL, the owner's goal, primary goal is to make money. The secondary goal is win a Super Bowl because winning a Super Bowl will help you make money, right? So the salary cap helps them continue to profit every year instead of it being the wild, wild west and no salary cap, meaning they might have to go pay higher dollar figures and and lose their profit or lose and, some of their profit. And then it turns into college football right now where you can pay for the best players and, you know, major league baseball, the major league baseball. fall fall so far behind that it's the gap is is too much to overcome it, it it's the salary cap this is the point in the offseason where the salary cap conversations happen and so I, you know i'm gonna get a better grasp of it but yeah i find it, i find it, it fascinating me. no it is because of 
just of, of all of the different ways teams can work around it, which makes me wonder, like, it, it, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm not full on, you know, salary cap is a myth, but I definitely think that it is an imaginary line drawn in the sand. No, it's the salary cap is real, but it's how rich is your owner? <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you, sure, the salary cap is real, but oh, if you have a rich owner, then you can do this and you can do that. And the other teams who don't can't do this. And they but can't. You still have to be under the cap and you still have to spend up to the cap, right? But, like, but getting under the cap by bringing in top tier players is easier when you have an owner like Stan Kroenke. Yes, everything is easier with more money. Situation, yeah. Everything gives you, you have more flexibility with more money. I saw a uh, a meme. It was a Tom Brady meme of a picture of him when he was like a rookie and a picture of him now and side by side where his face was kind of fat and chunky when he was a rookie. And, you know, the, the meme caption was, you're not ugly, you're just poor. <laughs> so like the richer you are, the more money you have to spend to make yourself look better. So again, more money, more problems. Yes, but also more money, more flexibility uh, in what you can do. And that's just what Stan Kroenke, and he's willing to do it, right? So far, David Tepper of the Panthers hasn't been yeah. willing to do it. That's half the battle. You can have the money, money, but if your owner doesn't want to come out, you know, spend out of his pockets, then you're back to, to square zero. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so Jack, we're going to go, since we're already 52 minutes into the show, we're going to save our second topic for today. Okay. And maybe use that tomorrow. I think it's a really, really good co uh, mm -hmm. conversation. Um, and so we're gonna just gonna hold on to that uh, and and maybe use that for tomorrow because I, I do think that's fascinating. Of three Titans, it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Three Titans players going into a contract year, who all three of them would be great to have them back, but could the Titans afford to do that? So maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But let's go ahead and get to the magic bucket just to kind of rip the bandaid off of that with the Magic Bucket here live on a Thursday. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Speaking about working with you and being willing willing to help you out financially, Wilson County Hyundai will do that if you make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or see what they have to offer at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. We were there last Friday. Zach and I were. And they got a new truckload of vehicles on the lot after the show that morning. So, They've got inventory. It's a tough time to buy a car right now, but Wilson County Hyundai and Payne Bone, you can trust the team they have in Lebanon to help you do that, and they will work with you financially as well. So check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And hey, maybe you're a couple hundred dollars short on being able to afford the, you know, a, a Nissan or a Hyundai. Excuse me. You can you can get that two hundred dollars. You can get an extra two hundred bucks in your bank account by using promo code A to Z two hundred. For you new users, download the BetMGM app, plug that code in A to Z200, put a $10 money line wager down on any MLB team in action tonight, and you'll turn that $10 into 200 bucks when a one home run is hitting that ball game. One home run turns $10 into $200. Make sure new users use that code ATOZ200 to cash in on this awesome offer. Time for the Magic Bucket on this Thursday. Uh, Jack, I kind of feel like you deserve to be able to submit uh, Magic Bucket topics. Topics. Oh. Items. I don't know. Like, Ooh, man. You that deserve. On me, though. You have earned this. Yeah. I, I need to do I, I do need to send you a couple suggestions. I'm I'm in I can get pretty I, diabolical though. Well, you know, I can get pretty diabolical. No, we I can... mean I, the more creative the better. Like I mm -hmm. am not 
as creative as Zach is when it comes to the magic bucket submissions. I feel like you are more on G- uh, Zach's level of magic bucket of creativity. I struggle with it. Now, Karen says, how do we submit suggestions for the magic bucket? Just simply send us a DM. I would say DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Facebook DMs are a black hole of craziness. And I, I can't keep up with our Facebook DMs. But if you want to DM us on Twitter or on Instagram, that would be a great way. And I will write it down because I need to do that today or tomorrow. I have to refill the magic bucket. So Jack, uh, I will let you uh, submit as many as you want. Ah, Nate, John, I like this. I I do like this. It would be a, oh man, there'd probably be a lot of coughing during that show though. That's that's kind of toe in the line, but yeah, I'll, I'll send you some. Nate, D- send us a DM because I want these in a DM. I'm not going to be able to remember them right now. Flood the DMs with your magic yes. bucket suggestions. Yeah. All right, let's get cracking. Who's uh, going? L- Lucas just says, "I just want to see your dogs, Austin." Well, I'm gonna wake one up. Oh, uh, is it the, co- the cone dog? Nope. No, no, no donut today. But that's no Bella. Donut. Bella. Good. Sorry, Bella. Bella has been sitting next to me. Uh, a lot throughout the show. So if you hear something snoring, it's her. Okay. So uh magic bucket on this Thursday. It sounded like a grown man snoring yesterday. I was, I was yeah. awesome. Yesterday. She's out on your couch right now, because I hear a man snoring. He's like, no, my dog's in a cone. Like, she okay. was in a donut because she was itching or scratching at her, at her leg. And I didn't want that to fester. <laughs> All right. This is, this is for me. And I actually have not done this yet. Take off your shoe and teach us how to tie your shoe as if we are all four years old. Have I done this? That seems too easy. I've done actually, that. Actually, I do think I've done this. Never mind. Good, good. I, I, I think you've off. done that, haven't you? I have done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I've got two. Wait, that one's ripped up. <laughs> You've done this recently, taking a shot of alcohol for tomorrow's show. Oh, yeah. I had to go with some cold sake. You know what? Never never a good way to start the show. That's what I'm going to have to do uh, tomorrow. Because the magic bucket is now empty. Uh Uh-oh. What does that mean for me? No, I've got one for you. Oh, great. And uh, you have not done this. I'm surprised this has taken so long for you to do this. I always get antsy once you pull for me. Okay. This is actually a fun one. Good. For you or for me? For you. But fun for me or fun yeah. for you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'll listen. Explain what dinosaur you would be and tell us why it's the best dinosaur of all time. The best dino ever? What? Yeah. Explain what dinosaur you would be, Jack. And why it's the best dinosaur of all time. Man, I don't know a ton of dinosaurs. I'm going to really? be honest with you. I know I, I know the basics. The T-Rex, the Stegosaurus, the Velociraptor. What's the uh, the Pterodactyl? Um, the Megalodon. I think the Megalodon counts. I love the Megalodon, by the way. I mean, but you, I would want to be a land animal. You Okay, Megalodon's in the, in the water. So you don't want to be a Megalodon. I think a Velociraptor for me because it's a versatile dino. Right, it, it can hunt its prey, and it can it, it's fast enough to get away from the mighty T Rex who comes chasing at you with its tiny little arms. You know, so I, I think the Velociraptor is probably my choice. 
it's it's a ferocious beast, but don't underestimate its size because it'll tear you right apart, rip you limb from limb. So give me the Velociraptor. How many knee surgeries have you had? I've had two knee surgeries, one on each. Yeah, so I don't know if you're a very quick Velociraptor. Well, that's the thing. Well, I, you know, if if we're breaking it down by joints, then I'm not going to be a good dinosaur no matter what. Because I, <laughs> I think older, uh, older Jack Jack is not a Velociraptor. Uh, Jack is a low velocity raptor. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, bad hips, bad knees, bad shoulders. <laughs> hey, it's all in the. Front. All right. So Jack's a low velocity raptor. I think that's funny. All right. So, <laughs> so the magic bucket is empty. It's flat out empty. And so that means that we need uh, submissions for next week. I will get to work. Jack, you get to work as okay. well. Karen, I know I hope to see um, her DM us something else. Also some others who have uh, Nate definitely uh, DM us your magic bucket suggestions. So I can uh, write those and print those out uh, before the end of the week before next Thursday. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday Hope everybody has a great start to their Thursday. Buck Rising is live uh, tonight on A to Z Sports Primetime to wrap his week up. Also, don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube page. We've got great content coming out on our YouTube page. And after this video, you'll see suggestions uh, for the next video you should watch. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Also, like the video you're watching now on YouTube to drive our subscribers up. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday. Appreciate it.